0: Hi, I'm Crystal, former school principal, married mother of two, and newly diagnosed ADHDer. Come on my journey where I figure out how to improve my quality of life and my family's. You're late! Oh, how many times I have heard that from others. I have often felt the rush of time and the consequences of my ADHD apologizing to normies about how I'd lost track of my own time. It's just always been something I struggled with. Everything has a set time. You make doctor's appointments, spa appointments, join a class, or even when friends want to get together, they always end up asking, so what time are we meeting? Psych Central says ADHD often features working memory deficits, and this can lead to difficulties with planning actions, organizing activities, scheduling time, and staying on task, and these deficits can lead to problems with being on time. And if you're listening and you have ADHD, what I just said is so obvious to you. But what do we do with that? Are we just accepting the fact that we're always late? Well, though, I think it's really important to embrace and celebrate the things that make us who we are. There are some things that we have to accept can get better. And being late and time management is one of them. And that's one of the reasons this podcast exists. So recognizing that management of time is skewed and that we must put more of an effort into it is simply just the first step in making it better in our overall journey with ADHD. So before I start sharing some of the tips and tricks that I found in my own research, I thought it would be important to look back and see what adaptations I had made along the way. I mean, for 37 years, I was undiagnosed with ADHD. There had to be something or A few things that I did right because I wouldn't have been able to keep a job, even though I changed them every few years, or progressed through my master's. One thing that I've always done is set my adjustable clocks ahead 10 minutes. What do I mean by adjustable? Well, our phones are already programmed to a specific time, but our kitchen clocks, our alarm clocks, and even our cars can be set really to whatever time we want. I mentioned in a previous podcast how I know about myself that if something is going to work as a tip or trick to improve the quality of my life, it has to be something that I later forget I did or trick myself into thinking that I never did to begin with because otherwise it won't stick with me. So setting the clocks forward is one of those things. When I look at them, I feel a sense of urgency to move faster because in my mind, it is 10 minutes later than it actually is. Now, yes, there are times when I am reminded by my Apple Watch or my phone that I really do have 10 more minutes, but at that point, I'm usually already in the car or already on my way out the door. Along the same lines as the clock, I often put appointments and other reminders in my online or print calendar as occurring 15 minutes sooner than they actually are. So, for example, if my appointment with my therapist is at 3.30, I'll put it in my appointment book for 3.15. This way, I often confuse myself with what time it really is. And I'm there on time or sometimes if I'm really lucky, I'll be considered early. These two things I have found to not only be helpful to me with ADHD, but my husband, who's a neurotypical as well. You know, he's plagued with the chaos of our busy world and also expresses relief when I remind him, hey, it's okay. That clock's running a little fast. So what are some suggestions that I could find online and how do I feel like they would work for us? Well, one thing is to buy a waterproof clock with a suction cup for the, the shower so you're not late for work because many of us forget what time it is and get lost in how good a shower might feel. And oftentimes this can be something that skews our management of our time. Now, I personally take showers at night because I feel like they're they're just better for me and I don't enjoy the sensation of a shower in the morning but some people really do so if you do maybe buying a waterproof clock would be something that could help you now on the topic of clocks another article had it suggest adding more clocks into your life if you have one or you're adding one why not add two the article talked about having clocks in each room helps you to stay on task and reminds you to keep moving on to the next task so now that we have clocks in every room, relying on a list is another, another strategy that many of us ADHDers have used as a coping strategy and many articles brought up to be valuable. And I saw a lot of articles speaking about ways to do that. Now, I jokingly tell people I should have bought stock and Post-it a long time ago. I love Post-its and I love notebooks. I'm constantly buying new ones, different colors, changeable covers. But as true ADHDers, One notebook or one post-it is never enough for us, and we oftentimes create more distraction and issues for ourselves with post-its and notebooks. So another article I found suggested using whiteboards or even mirrors to keep notes for yourself. So grab a few expo markers the next time you're at Target and start keeping a list of tasks and reminders for yourself on your very mirror in your bathroom. Every time you're checking yourself out in the mirror, the list will be right there staring you right in the face and you'll never have to worry about losing it. So now that our next shopping list includes lots of clocks and expo markers, what about adding some of our favorite songs to our iTunes to motivate our task management? An idea I came across that I've used before with children and I never really thought about it, but could easily work with ADHDers to be productive, is putting on a song of interest and doing a task as long as the song is on. When the task is up, you either stop for the day or you take a break and you choose another song to focus yourself after you've had a break. Be mindful, though, that the average person can stay on task for 15 minutes. So some of us with ADHD probably shouldn't do a task that we're trying to focus on hard for more than 10 minutes masks unless we're hyper focused. But that's a whole nother topic of discussion. We are assuming that all of these strategies are for things that we are not able to hyper focus on. So, listening to music gives your brain a start and end time while also allowing you to listen to a good song. What about maximizing your items, like Christy mentioned in a previous podcast about organization? How many times have you lost 10 or 15 minutes siphoning through shoes you rarely wear to find the one pair you just haven't worn in a while and they're at the bottom of the pile? How much easier would it be to dedicate a weekend to minimizing your shoes, clothes, or items in your purse that cover up your keys and burn up valuable time? And are you aware that probably one of your best tricks for managing your time is actually in your very pocket each day? Well, our cell phones can be easy distractions for ADHDers, but when used strategically, they are mobile apps that can help us organize our thoughts and activities. One app that I found to be helpful with for ADHDers is called Epic Win. This allows you to set goals, build your routine, and strengthen habits while feeling like you're just playing a game on your phone. Another was called Rescue Time in an app that allows you to reflect and improve your overall use of time throughout the day on your phone. It basically tracks which apps you use and how much time you spend in different apps and then gives suggestions for improving your quality and overall productivity of your day. And Simple Mind is another app that I found that allows for brain mapping, an idea, or for chunking bigger tasks into smaller tasks. Now, none of these apps do I have affiliation with, nor do I receive any benefit for sharing. And there's a lot more out there, but these were just a couple that I found that I could actually see myself using. A suggestion, though, for when using any app that has GPS and giving you an estimated time of arrival Getting out of the car and walking to the office never gets added into that time. It also never adds in when you have to look through your purse to find that card that has the actual address on it. So make sure you're adding 10 minutes ahead of time to that overall expected arrival time. Lastly, keep a journal for a week or two to determine what patterns occur that lead up to you being late in general. And write down everything. Don't skew the data. If you spend 10 extra minutes looking for your keys, don't be afraid to write that down. This is just for you. And after that week or two of being honest and writing everything down, look over the data and see what things you can put in place to make things easier for your future self. If finding the keys are an issue, buy a little removable hook and put it at the front door. Get in the habit of putting these right on the hook when you walk in the door and grabbing them right as you walk out. If finding shoes is a reoccurring issue, could you maybe put your shoes by your bedroom door? Picking out clothes is another one the night before, but personally, I've found that this trick doesn't work for me because I have to change my mind every day, and usually what I would pick out, I end up not wearing the next day. But for some people, it might work. Study your data and find out ways to make your personal life easier. Think of it as a way to help your future self not feel so flustered and anxious with finished tasks and managing your time as your top priority. Your future self will thank you. As always, have grace with yourself. Having ADHD isn't simply a diagnosis that stamps a label and life moves on. It is a full learning process and adaptation for not only you, but those around you. And there are ways to make your quality of life better. Continue to seek out help from accountability partners with things that are difficult and those around you to help ease your stressors and truthfully be proud of your gains regardless of the size of them.